I, I like establishing processes for everything. Yeah. Uh, very, very process driven. And that's from the Navy. Like we mm. had procedures for everything. Of course. So I, I operate that way now pretty much. You know, you think back, you look back and that is one thing. Discipline. Welcome to High Trust Professionals, a podcast where we interview top industry and community leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs from across the country. Hear what it takes to build trust, be a respected leader, be productive, and win your day. Sit back and relax as we dive into another episode of High Trust Professionals podcast. Hey guys, welcome to High Trust Professionals podcast. I am Lynette Arismith, your host. And with me today, I have Justin Ogburn, who is a realtor slash property manager slash retired Navy lieutenant commander, submarines your entire 21 career, which is, we're yes. going to dive into that a little <laughs> bit. That'll be fun. And thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you yeah, for having me. Yeah, you bet. So just give, give our audience just a little tidbit about you, and then we'll dive into some fun questions. Okay. Yeah, so uh, since my Navy retirement, now I'm in the world of real estate. I work at Headley Realty. I do residential sales and property management. Our office is right there off the main gate at Offutt Air Force Base. Uh, so love working with military. Same, absolutely. You know, there's, a, there's an audience to be served there. Definitely. Right? There's an audience to be served there. You know what I have found in mortgage lending is... So often, whether it's someone who's in the military, not in the military, um, or looking for their first home, they don't think they can buy, or they don't think they have enough money, or they don't think their credit is good enough. And so one of the things that I love about the way we choose to do our business, and you do as well, is to really be a resource and mm -hmm. have more of a consultative approach, you know, to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Right. And dive into what what their needs are. So how in the world did you get from Navy to real estate? Let's start there. Yeah. So I, I had properties kind of around the country as I moved around um, that I was renting out. I was like, oh, well, I have all these properties. I'll just manage them myself when I get out. And then if I'm going to manage these, I'll manage others. But then I started looking into that. In Nebraska, you have to be a broker in order to do that. In order to be a broker, you have to be an agent for two years. So that's kind of what got me down this path. And I kind of got more into the property management side of things, um, started learning that, and uh, really enjoyed the sales side as well. So then I just kind of started mm -hmm. looking in that direction as well. So now I'm doing both sales and property management. Well, I think you're in a good spot with your brokerage as well because they do both. Yes. And are very good at it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great place for you to kind of be able to be diverse. Definitely. And it's kind of like a smaller boutique agency, uh, but some people like that. I think it's kind of more mm -hmm. personal touch. I'm there from the very beginning to the very end. I'm the only person you're talk you have to talk mm -hmm. to pretty much. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be somebody else in the office that's going to answer. Um, same thing with the property management side. I, Whoever I work with, they have my cell phone and I'm yeah. always there. Yeah, which is nice. That's mm -hmm. great. Service, right? Definitely. So what did you learn in the Navy that has helped you be successful with your real estate career? So I didn't really realize it until I got out of the Navy how much it prepared me for life after the Navy. Mm -hmm. um, I worked a lot of different jobs while I was in, uh, high-stress jobs. Um, like what? Give us an example. Um, so you get to your first boat, you're a junior officer. Um, so, you know, early twenties, 
and you qualify engineer also the watch right off the bat. So you're the one in charge of the entire engine room, which is the aft end. Shortly after that, you move up forward and you qualify off to the deck. So the one driving the boat and you're pretty much in charge of the entire boat. And this is sometimes when the captain's sleeping. Oh. Um, and you, yes, I, I said boat. So people are always confused by that. We, we call submarines boats. Um, so Okay, so what's the average <laughs> length of that boat? Uh, so the fast tack's going to be about 360 feet long. Oh my gosh. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, how long is a football field? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because really people, you know, it's like, okay, a football field is 100 yards, mm -hmm. right? Be impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a darn big boat. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, not compared to some of the ships and stuff that are out there, but it's yeah. bigger than one would think. You know? Yeah. Um, but when you got a crew of about 150 on there for a deployment, it gets pretty cramped. So, um, <laughs> Are your quarters about as big as our table right here or a little bigger? <laughs> uh, it's pretty tight. Yeah. So typically, like majority of the crew is just kind of like an open berthing where you'll mm -hmm. have three racks on top of each other throughout there. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a couple feet between you and the, the rack above you. Um, so you know each other well. Very, very well. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, Another thing, too, is, I mean, because we just don't have enough racks for everybody that's on the boat, typically. So they call it hot racking. So you'll have three guys assigned to two racks, and they have to rotate Oh, you have to through. rotate sleeping. Yes. So it's rough, you know. And I always call it rack to the future. That's the best <laughs> thing to do when you're underway. Yeah. And whenever you can get some sleep, try to get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> 21 years. Yes. That's a long time. Thank you for your service. It's like half my life. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. But you know what else is so impressive is, and for our audience, Justin and I had coffee a few weeks ago and we kind of just talked about life and how you got from where you are to where you, uh, where you were to where you are. And one of the reasons you, you chose to retire when you could have gone up to be the commander was for family. Definitely. And you know what? Kudos because that's important. Yeah, right and and for some it because i have clients who are lifers and the family does whatever mm -hmm. the person in the service is going to do or needs to do yeah. um so kudos to you yeah our, our situation was just difficult because my wife she's a crna over at lakeside so she was here and i was over in hawaii on my last boat and uh covid happened so yeah. you couldn't travel yep. yeah yeah oh yeah hard my, my little well, he's five now. I went about a year and a half without being able to see him because of COVID and everything else that was going on. Oh my gosh. I that, mean, yeah. people, I, and thanks for sharing because I don't think that people in general, they don't realize the sacrifices that are made sometimes um, by those who serve. So again, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I have nothing but respect for anybody in the service. Yeah, of course, as we all should. So, so let's go back to those habits. So you said, you know, you didn't know until you got out how it had prepared for you, but you didn't say how oh, yeah. or why. Mm -hmm. So what habits maybe um, help make you productive and successful? So I was multitasking like crazy, especially my last job. Um, the ex executive officer, I was this pretty much second in command handled all the day-to-day -day operations for a crew of about 150 sailors on a billion-dollar war machine, pretty much. Um, so just, uh, yeah, being able to manage multiple things at once, it's a kind of a juggling act, you know? And I mm -hmm. feel like with real estate, I kind of try to do the same thing because um, I'm talking to, you know, multiple people all at the same time right. and just texts and phone calls all over the place. <laughs> so it, it, it can be challenging to keep all that straight, but yeah. I do it pretty well. I think it's because of that background. 
Sure. Um, and then I, I also I did tons of stuff just working for different admirals and stuff. You know, and as cheesy as it sounds, making powerpoints and um, administrative type stuff. And mm -hmm. so I have a good eye for that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously real estate, there's some documentation that I do there as well. And just a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, there's documents. There's you know, like you heard me. I was just on the phone with. Um, a mechanical engineer who's a client mm -hmm. and he's so detailed yeah. to, I mean, to the T and great. You know, you take the time, you go through it, you answer the questions and you're right. It's not just, it's not just multiple clients. You've got other people that are oh, part yeah. of a transaction. You know, if you're, if it's real estate and you're the real estate professional and we have a mutual client, then it's the lender. And then you've got the title company and and if you've got more than one thing going at one time, oh, yeah. then there's a lot going on, right? <laughs> well, I think that's awesome. So let's let's pivot a little bit. I know that you are passionate about community involvement. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about how you're involved. And I'm especially interested in the 50-mile march. Yeah, so I told you about that. So I, I did the qualifier already. Um, for that one, we only had to walk 15 miles. We started with a little calisthenics before that. Um, but on August 27th, um, it's a group. It's not a race. We will yeah. walk as a group. Yeah. Um, but we will start at the Capitol in Lincoln and walk to Omaha. So it's about 24 hours that you do that in. Start in the evening and you'll go all night into the next day. Quick breaks for, you know, changing out socks and maybe grab a snack and that's it. Uh oh. <laughs> So there's no racks. No, no, no racks. <laughs> there's this no time. rack no. that I could slip in a little nap and then. No continue. sleeping. I think that's going to be the hardest part is just staying, staying up, up that all first night. night. Yeah, I think I'll. <laughs> oh my gosh! Although, you... although I'm kind of used to that now, we, we got since we have that you six have week old daughter, <laughs> a little one at home. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So how do you know? I mean, I've seen I, I've seen some promotion around this over the years. And there's a lot of people, right? Like how many people typically do this 50 mile march? So I think this year it was between like 60 or 70 people. Now it's, this started like four years ago mm -hmm. and it was literally like, I don't know, five or six guys who just walked from Lincoln to Omaha. And since then it's grown. So I see it growing a lot in the yeah. future. Yeah. And the whole reason that we're doing it is it, is it raises awareness, raises funds uh, for disabled veterans uh, with mental health challenges mm -hmm. and then uh, homeless veterans. So um, the the funds will go to Moving Veterans Forward, um, mm, which kind okay. of fills that gap um, for, there's a process for getting homeless veterans houses, but then it's an empty house. So he kind of fills that gap and gives them all the uh, furniture and necessities yeah. that they would need in that house. I love, okay, and, so podcasters, Moving Veterans Forward. And that's not just, a Nebraska thing. It, it's, right? it's actually started here. It's local. It started here. Yeah. Okay. Ron Hernandez, a really great guy, um, founder of that organization. So I've heard of, and, uh, and it must be called something else. You know, there are lots of communities oh, yeah. who do things to help veterans who are in need, mm -hmm. whether it's homelessness or whatever the case. Well, that's pretty cool. That's super cool. So I noticed, um, I noticed on your website, you have this term, which I thought was so interesting, real estate re-engineered. I yeah. love that. What does that mean? Well, I, I just kind of th started thinking about it. Well, so I majored in nuclear engineering. 
Um, then I did, I did my master's in mechanical engineering. And I thought, well, A, I thought it sounded You're not really detail-oriented at all, are you, Justin? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I mean, really, that's what it is. I, so, like, I, I like establishing processes for everything. Yeah. Uh, very, very process-driven, and that's from the Navy. Like, we mm -hmm. had procedures for everything. Of course. So, I, I operate that way now, pretty much. You know, you think back, you look back, and that is one thing. Discipline. I, the first thing that comes to mind that I would assume for someone who's in the military of any sorts is just the discipline. Mm -hmm. It's not an option Yeah. <laughs> to have discipline. It might be an option to be as detail oriented, et cetera, but the education that you chose to, to get, I mean, that's also impressive. All the while you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my master's, especially I was working full time and I just kind of did that in my spare time. I got lucky for my bachelor's because I uh, got selected for a program called Seaman to Admiral 21 so that my full-time job was to go to college for three years. So I got three years wow. to go to college and get my degree. Did everyone hear that? I kind of got my master's degree in my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So tell me, um, think back, and it could be someone you've met, you want to meet, someone who is with us or not. If you had one person that you would love to spend time with, whether it's just a, a mentorship or grabbing coffee, someone whose brain you would want to pick, who would that be? Um, uh, that would definitely have to be my granddad. Um, he had like the craziest stories, yeah. just about everything, and just a, a selfless human being. So, like my biggest regret is just not picking his brain more. You yeah. know, when he was still still here with us. Oh, that's special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, there's some, you know, it's so fun. I love asking that question because, you know, some people go down the path of, well, I would love to sit down with someone from the Shark Tank <laughs> and talk to them about, you know, entrepreneurship. And others, it goes back to family. You know, it mm -hmm. goes back to a parent or a grandparent, and that's special. That's really special. Good for you. Is there any one thing you'd want to ask him? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, actually... Uh, how to make his, so he, we always made Brunswick stew. Um, this was a kind of a North Carolina thing. That's where I'm from originally. Uh, but it's pretty much a big witch's cauldron. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like vegetable soup, but you cook it longer and slower and it thickens up. And we'd oh. sit there and you, we'd look, we used a boat paddle to stir it up. And so I'd, I'd want to pick his brain on how to, how to make that, <laughs> get the recipe. The tradition. Yeah. You know, the one thing I'm not, very um, well versed in the kitchen. I mean, everyone that knows me knows that. But there's one thing that I make that my family loves, and that is my mom's meatloaf. Oh. And that's that's like the one thing. My mom's <laughs> meatloaf. It's like, mom, are you going to make grandma's meatloaf? Yes, I will. So I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. So let's talk about, you know, life comes and goes and life happens and we can look backwards or we look forward. I always, I always say that the windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror. You know, it does no good to look back. Mm -hmm. But what I do like to think about sometimes is what would I tell my younger self? If I could go back, whether it's, I don't know, I don't know if it would be when I was in high school or maybe in my thirties, what would I tell myself then mm -hmm. that I know now, what would your answer be? Um, not to be such a perfectionist about everything. I'm a workaholic and sometimes I just have to separate myself 
And uh, that's my that's what I'm finding out in real estate because you can either you can work as much as you want or as little as you want. So I've got I had to I kind of found that balance to make sure I'm spending time with the family and you yeah. know still doing what I need to do at work. So. Isn't that so true? It's mm-hmm. hard to get it's hard to get sucked in. Oh yeah, because you think people need you at that moment. I'll use Sunday as Sundays as an example. Oftentimes, if some if someone's not writing a contract, they probably really don't need me on a Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Now, am I available? Will I be if and when? Of course, but you know you have to have boundaries, especially when you have a family. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you guys like to do for fun? Oh, so my little one loves music. Um, you probably heard of this little band called Hanson. So, you know, um, yeah. um, Bop. Yeah, um, yeah. They <laughs> you are, want to sing it too? No, my son would. So they are still around. They are a band. And my wife has been a huge fan ever since, you know, they first started. So oh, that's funny. my son, I mean, he's five years old and he was front row at a Hanson concert. They were at Stir Cove out here. Oh my so, gosh, you're kidding. Yep, he is a Fanson now. That's what they that... Themselves, I, guess. I learned. I'm gonna have to type that one. I fancy. I learned yeah. something new. That's fun. <laughs> they they have their own beer too. It's called Mm Hops. <laughs> okay. Well, if I were a beer drinker, I'd write that one down too. Now, beer. You know, if they'd make a wine, I might be interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but not the beer. Well, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That is. Does, is he in a, any kind of music class? So he was in piano for a while. He's still a little young. So. Mm-hmm. He his just sits there and he watches videos and he has he has rhythm. He's he's talented. He got that from his mom, not from me. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up with where people can find you. So, real estate extraordinaire, property manager. There are lots of ways that you can serve um, our audience. And so, where can they find you? Um. So. On the internet, uh, I've got on um, every single social media. You can find me just by my name, just Justin Ogburn, um, and my website, justinogburn.realtor. I, I started kind of my own little interview series where I'm meeting with local businesses and nonprofits and other establishments. Call it the Midwest Will Move You. Um, that's on YouTube, and I'm posting it on other social media as well. You can find me there also. I love that. And thank you for mentioning that because I meant to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. And and I love that because part of what we try to do also is real estate and finance because that's just what we do, but also bringing in community um, and the nonprofits. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we've got um, Outlook coming in. So there's a, a company that um, is a nonprofit that helps people that are um, sight impaired. Oh, okay. Yeah, super awesome organization, and they're going to come in and tell us their story in a couple of weeks, which is kind of fun. Okay, guys, I think that's a wrap. Justin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. Um, Hey, guys, High Trust Professionals Podcast. I'm Lynette Aerosmith, your host. Let's connect on social media. I would so appreciate a like, a comment, a share. How about a review? You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, LinkedIn or LinkedIn. Links. I'm going to start a new social media platform. That's why I don't do my live. <laughs> live is fun though. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and let's not forget TikTok. See you next time.